What is a light? What is a hidden light? What is the nine ether I speak of when I say my nine ether is bright? What is it? What is that hidden divine light that you hear so many conscious and awakened speak on? I'm going to play um, a clip and I want you guys to listen. play this clip and though I may not agree with a lot of things I will say he speaks truth and I want y'all to to listen to how this breakdown happens because I've broken the bible down several times for many people you know and it was very rare to come across another person or being that understood and overstood exactly what was written and what was kept from us and the things they don't want you to know there's a gap in Jesus's history and what we call in America, Jesus, there's a gap in his history from 13 to 33. Now, while some may say, oh, they just didn't write about him and everything like that. No, he took a journey. He took a journey. Back then, it was not uncommon for a boy to come of age, of the age of 12 or 13, to go out into the wilderness and find himself and then come back either a worthy king or a worthy minister, or a worthy prophet, or things like that. But during this time, you have to go to special schools. You have to perform tests. This is during a time where you couldn't just run around telling everybody you could see the future and raise the dead and turn water into wine. You had to prove that. Well, that was already proven when he was able to speak in the temple at 13. You understand that? So I want you to know when I talk about this nine ether light, it is the awoken light in which we were formed in this spacesuit that we call skin. But there's more to the story. There's some things that they taught us in the church that they actually whitewashed our brains from reading it. And when you go back and read it after this, it'll make more sense to you now that you see that it was hidden in lies and truth in plain sight. Back to the clip. You know the point I'm talking about, don't you? They want you to see it from their point of view, not our point of view. But when you really step back and you start to analyze the Jesus story and you 
take it gradually and you look at the things he did and you look at the situation that surround him, you look at the problems that he encountered and you stop and say, why? Why would such a good man have to go through so much suffering? What was the point behind it? Did Lazarus pass the school? Wasn't Lazarus pulled out by Jesus? Wasn't Lazarus supposed to be dead? Now if you're laying in the ground and you're dead, you're dead. And rigor mortis sets in, you're dead. Now any doctors or nurses or anybody know anything about the brain and death and oxygen and breathing? If there's anybody that does, please help me to help these folks to know that once rigor mortis sets in and that oxygen stops going to the brain, even if they brought Lazarus out the tomb, he still wouldn't know where he was. He would have been brain dead. Unless that was some symbolic ritual. You see? And they called Jesus Rabboni. And they say it means master. Teacher. You understand that? And Jesus thus was the master. Who was educated in the mysteries of Egypt. Who also reached in the cave and brought Lazarus out of the muck and mire. You know why I say that? Because if not, Lazarus would still be alive. Now let's build on that. There's a story in the Bible where God talks about um, Lazarus being raised from the dead. And it's not God talking. It's actually men accounting the things that are going on around them. Things they saw, heard, felt, seen. Things like that. And Jesus was called upon because he had a specific skill set all throughout his time. And what you saw, what they interpreted as miracle or magic. I've already explained this to you in a previous show. And you might want to go and check that out. The similarity between magic and miracle being the same thing. But they called on him. Let's bring that up to date today before we go back into this clip and explain the next half of what I'm going to speak on. I want you to understand something. There are laws that state till this day that if you are a medium, a clairvoyant, or any a tarot card reader, and you cannot prove your gift to be true, I'm actually going to Google this while I speak to you to make sure I give you the right affirmation. Okay. Basically, that if you did not have an ability in order to be, you know, voyance meaning clear vision, you know, clairvoyance, it's clear vision and things like that of an object, a person, location, a physical event through extrasensory perception, a person claiming this ability had to prove it. And if they were proven to be false, you are jailed. This is today's law. Look it up. You are jailed. I'm actually looking up the law as we speak. And it states... Um, let me see. Here we go. That a person 
claiming this and those that have remembered me from Jazzo's World International, where Jazzo actually told the world for me, yes, I am a clairvoyant, I am a psychic. Um, my gift works in different ways and how it works with a person depends on that person's energy. I have many different gifts that God has blessed me with, but I can only use the certain gifts on certain people because that's what their energy calls for. Sometimes when you open up a person too much, they can drive them crazy and it just scares the hell out of them for a lack of a better term. But let's go into the law here. And it says... Um, they bring up a case of Will County, Illinois. Okay. And it says that even though psychics are not closely regulated of any industry or professions, they are subject for a number of laws. Most jurisdictions require psychics to obtain an occupational license to charge anyone for their service. They must pay taxes on income derived from those services. And a few jurisdictions, they must go underground licensing and background check. Okay? Now, if you ask me, I'm not licensed by the state. No, I am. I am not. I mean, but I am a ordained minister as well. So I use my gifts according to religious-based or way of life-based things like that. Okay? And you can background check me, okay? There are people that have gotten a reading from me in this world that understand my gift and what it is. Um, and I think Jazzle Celebrity King Media Williams, because he is one of those people that have come in contact with my gift to know that it is real. And then he has a couple of gifts of his own. Um, but they're saying in these laws that, you know, it it's an industry that deems itself supernatural beyond the understanding of modern science. Therefore, has no standardized education requirements, but still charges for the services. Okay. That they're actually, actually performing a form of religious activity. There you go. I told you I'm covered. Um, a form of religious activity and that their earnings should be treated in a manner similar to donations, which is why I tell you I accept donation. And I let you know, listen, this is a donation you get before because I'm not a trick pony. I'm not going to just perform for you because I have a gift. You can't just walk up to me and say, tell me something. It doesn't work that way, sweetheart. There's a lot of things that go into the gifts of um, what they call psychic back then they called prophets and some they deem witches if they had other uh, abilities and i don't like that term witch we've explained that too but basically after uh, um an incident and you have to approve it um according to the religion and public life and everything like that there is a result for potential abuse, of course, because people sometimes use their gifts for personal gain and to manipulate. So there are a number of list of states and local municipalities that begin, you know, stricter regulations like uh, Maryland in Annapolis requires a psychic to go underground a police background check and obtain a fortune telling license. Um, we talked about Will County, Illinois um, and Salem. They require background checks. 
um, while simultaneously capping like a number allowed in a town. Like maybe if there are three psychics on this side of the street, then there won't be any psychics for at least 10 miles, things like that. So they, they tend to hoard people like us and things like that. And you pay a fee of $150 to the states, depending on where you live for their trade and um, practice for the license and things like that in different states. So there are laws that are govern um, psychics and things like that. Um, and if you are victimized by a psychic and you want to, you know, call an attorney, you can go to laws enforcement as well. I actually had a situation and I'm going to bring this up um, because many people contact you for many different reasons and things like that. I had a young man contact me and asked me for a reading and I told him I would give him the reading for free. And he insisted on after the reading was done paying me. He sent me $30. I lied to you not, people. I have the evidence. He sent me $30 that thank you. You were so on point. Everything you said was the truth. You deserve this. About a week after that, he contacts me. And he said, okay, I'm ready for my next reading. And I said, what are you talking about? And he said, oh, I want you know, another reading. I gave you $30, so I should be able to get another reading. I said, and whose price are you going by? Because I never told you what my readings were. I offered you one for free for a reason. And he wanted to argue, oh, you duped me out of my money. And I never asked him for a dime. Still have the messages. I wound up having to block this young man. He didn't go around the world saying I was a fraud. He didn't post up things saying I stole any money from him. It was just that back and forth exchange. People that know me know I'm not going to do that. I'm either going to blast the fact that you're calling me a liar or I'm going to block you out of my life and I no longer deal with your energy. Okay. The end result of that is I still kept the $30 because it was a donation that I did not ask him to send me that he intended for something else a week later because everything I spoke to him came true. So now you think that my gift is worth $5 to you. That's not it. And I told him, I said, well, sir, my readings start at $30, depending on what type of reading you're getting, because I do different things. I do. I did animal oracle cards for him, which is very easy for anybody to do if you know what you're doing, but the cards are attached to you. So there are certain rituals, practices. I even have to take um, what's known as an obligatory shower or bath and things like that. And many different cultures call it something different and everything. And um, in Christianity, they call it a rent ceremony, the rinsing of the body parts and things like that in order to purify the mind, body, and spirit and things like that. So that could have turned into a situation like they're speaking on on this law where somebody is manipulating, you know, you out of your money. I could see if I told him, hey, pay me $30 and I'll give you a reading. I'm not, that's not what I said. I said, I will give you your reading for free because I'm picking up some things that you need to hear. You chose to give me a donation 
And now you think that don't, that donation means that I'm supposed to jump when you want me. I mean, he started contacting me like four in the morning, three in the morning, things like that. That is not how this works. I no longer accept any donations from him. He tried to send more money and I told him, no, I will not work with you. I will not because we will not have this type of exchange anymore. But back on topic, Jesus had to prove that he was so. They never said his miracles were fake. They never said Lazarus didn't come back from the dead because they went and killed him when they saw him. Which we call that covering of evidence, right? Getting rid of the body type of situation. Of course, they had to get rid of this dude. This dude is, hey, this dude, I don't know what he's tapped into, but he tapped into some higher power and it's scaring the hell out of us. And if we don't get rid of this dude, we ain't going to get no money from these people for coming to church, for building fun, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, for 20 years. So we got to get rid of this guy. And till this day, churches do do that. My family is a victim of that in the Kojic um, side of church of where a, literally a pastor will get up and preach against you and your family and make your family topic of a sermon openly chastise you in front of the, the church for doing what you're being taught to do as a minister, as a, a prophet, as these people with gifts and the layer of hands and things like that chastise you because of appearances. My family, we don't well, at that time, we did not hide our gifts. I still don't. Others of my family have chosen to cower away from their gifts because it made them ostracized publicly. I'm okay with that. If you're going to beat me down telling me because I believe in God and I believe that I have these gifts that I can prove that I have and to be truthful, well, then I'll take the beating and the verbal lashings and the things attached to my name. People have put out there that I've abused my kids, people who have put out there, including family, uh, people have put out there that I was a drug addict in a one part of my life. None of this is true. You dig? And now we see this in our ways of life, our religious practices, our daily routines, because that's all it is. A religious practice, a way of life, it's a daily routine. This is something these people live by every day. And some of them have lived it. But that's a topic for another show. But we're going to get back into this clip because he breaks down why this was so important to know about Jesus Christ that they don't teach you. They're forbidden to. Churches, synagogues, all of these people that have the burden of a following and being a pastor, minister, archbishop, things like that. They have a set guideline by the laws of this land that say you have to stay in this criteria. I am an ordained minister, have been so since 2012 when I took my ordination. I will tell you there are laws stating what we can teach about and how we can teach about it. And if you variate, you come under scrutiny. But let's get back into this. Was Jesus performing magic? But isn't that considered a miracle? Let's get into this. Back to the clip. Walking the earth today. Because it says in the Bible, it's given man once to die. Once to die, God said. So if Lazarus was dead and Jesus brought him back, Lazarus is somewhere still alive. 
all the Bible is wrong. Or being misread. Because they don't know that the Bible was put together by a group of men who are a fraternal order. Who took the Egyptian mysteries that they learned in Greece. Constructed the rituals, uh, the initiations, and brought it over to Jerusalem. And introduced it to the rabbis. And it became the mystery schools of the Kabbalah. And the mystical schools of the Essenes who were practicing just the way the Egyptians. And Jesus was one of them. He did not practice Judaism the way they did. Did he keep this? Now, I'm going to stop it right there. That is a fact. Go read it. The word Gentile in the Bible is defined as non-Jew. He was not Jewish, yet he spoke in their temples. They called him the Messiah. Up until his death, when they then used that same word, which he himself said, I didn't say that. And when they kept calling him God, saying, you said you were God, he stopped answering because he already answered you. Jesus had an attitude problem, honey. You better go read it. We're going to talk about that in another show, too. How many times Jesus checked somebody like a like how we check people today. Mm-hmm. But we're going to get back into this. This is fact. Go read the story again. Go read it again. Start at Matthew and finish. And read slow. And when you don't overstand something, write it down. Because when you write down a scripture and a passage, you can actually Google search that passage and it will give you correlating scriptures to back up that information. There is a index in your Bible. There is a map in your Bible. These things are there for a reason. Hidden in plain sight. So you can't read it because you're being taught something that you didn't read. When do people usually study after they've been told to go to the sermon and they listen and these are the, this is the topic, study on this. Next week we're going to have a Bible study of this. You're told. There are very few pastors that will get up in front of a congregation and say, go home and read it for yourself. Don't believe anything I said. Let's get back into this. He did. He went to different schools because the laws that governed Reading the Torah back then was you had to perform different trades or different skill sets because it is a book of magic. It is a up the Torah, the Kabbalah, all the school of the Kabbalah. This they're talking about ancient Egyptian magic, which is the reason why the Vatican has a vault underneath it with artifacts and rare things that has energy attached to them locked away. Underneath something holy, keeping it in the ground. Relics, they're called. Cursed objects. You can go to Las Vegas, and I believe um, Zach Baggins has a whole museum of supernatural objects. Lorraine and Ed Warren, God bless the dead, had a supernatural museum. And this is in every way of life. Objects used. I don't know if you saw the new Conjuring movie that just came out, but I saw it. And it is true. That is a case that really happened. Go do the research. 
But yet they push this narrative that ghosts and ghoulies don't exist and these creatures don't exist. There would not be a record of a bunch of people seeing the same thing. So that means none of us should believe the Bible, the Quran or anything because these are other people's accounts of what happened to them that we're reading today. Catch that tea. Let's get back into it. Shabbat, yes. He was definitely able to be operative in his religious practices. Operative versus speculative. Meaning to actually put on the service for people to see is to be op in operation. For people to see it and not know what they're doing is for people to speculate at what they see. You understand what I'm saying? So there's two schools going on in front of you. There's an operative school and there's a speculative school. Most of your reference, most of your pastors are, fa are master masons or freemasons. You hear me? I ain't gonna give none I ain't got it now. Most of them are master masons or freemasons. Which means while in the church they are in operation and while on the floor of the lodge they're in speculation. They're speculative and operative simultaneously. So while they're preaching to you, they're talking to you. But what they have learned in their head is totally different. What they've learned to believe about the Bible and the facts of the Bible is totally different than what they're saying to you. And when they finally reach the Master Mason or become an Eminem <laughs> and got to pass through the Royal Ark and pass the Master, then they trade in the G, God, for the Son. And they begin to understand who Ra is and what he was asking about. The manifestation of light. The manifestation of light, the root behind its meaning is that there is no light. There's various moods of vibration coming to you. And that's what our topic is today. That light people talk about, it's not a light. When people come into you, they feel your vibrations. I have walked into rooms and people have said, you are so zen. Because that's the word that comes to them. To, to, let's look up that word. What does zen mean? Okay. Let's look up this word. It is a noun. From the Japanese school of Mahayana Buddhism, emphasizing the value of meditation and intuition, the adjective or informal version of Zen means peaceful and calm. Okay? Makes you wonder about what the folks are seeing about me when they've pushed for a certain energy. Because you push me to a certain point and you will get the energy I feel off of you back and you won't like it. I'm a stickler for giving people exactly what they give me. Understand that you are not feeling my light. My light didn't dim nor did it change. It's just the light that you felt was a little brighter at one time. I went through some things. That light tends to dim. It's not light we are talking about. We associate it with light, purity. But it's actually the vibrations come off of me. Don't think so. You can read somebody's face when they, you can feel when they walk in the room. Can you not? Oh, you walked in here with an attitude. 
Is that not a thing that we use? Because you can feel when somebody isn't right. They carry an energy they're stirring up, which is why I tell you keep some sage and cinnamon in your house at all times. And salt. Because you never know. I tell you, I start playing holy tunes. I tune my space. They'll hear high-pitched sounds coming out of my home because I'm cleansing my home before my husband walks in the door because he works around a pit of people. Okay? And each one of those people had either a good day or a bad day. And two to one, they discussed it with my husband before he got home. Either stirring up old energy that he felt because he went through a similar situation or just the fact that he feel burdened down. And now he need to dump that energy on someone else. That's called transferring of emotion. People play with that in movies. It's not light that you see. It's vibration that you feel. Let's get into it. And the figure called Jesus, see that name didn't exist. That's why they can't find nothing. His name was Yeshua ben Yosef. God named him Yeshua, man named him Jesus. Remember that. It's written. Go read it. Let's get back into it. He was performing gifts. Is not a gift and a trade the same thing? When you ask someone, you say, I am practicing my craft, but the definition of craft is to practice that of which is magic or mystical. Wait a minute. Didn't I tell you words have power? Let's get back into it. At different speeds that give you the impression of light and color. This ain't nothing I'm making up. Go study. There's no some 90% of the things that you've been indoctrinated to accept and believe in your mind is illusion and myth. And one of them is light. You say, but, but it's light out here. But, you know what I mean? The sun is giving off light. The sun is giving off energy, which we are interpreting as light in a dark place. So the, the sun has its value in darkness. If three brighter suns came on, that sun would appear dark. So the sun has its value in darkness. So the amount of light is determined by its presence or birth, conception, or switch in darkness. You hear me? And color of light is based on the speed in which it gets to your eyes. Don't think that's true? In which the speed that it gets to your eyes? Sit in darkness. Your eyes catch everything. And if you're a person of my being, born of which I was born under, meaning the prophet gift, the psychic gift, the clairvoyant gift, the medium gift, the tarot reader gift, it's the same thing. The practicer of magic, they have a gift to call down something. Or call on something. Or some one. Not someone as a person, but energy. You're calling to a being. You ever walk and sit near a group of Muslim chanting, which we interpret as chant, they interpret as a spoken prayer, spoken word unto the heavens. 
but it sounds like music to us. It is the most beautiful vibration you will ever feel because it's a bunch of people that believe the same thing. Revving up a tone. Listen to it. Listen to the call of prayer. Or when uh, Christians get to praying and singing unto God, it hits you different. The same song can be sung in a different way and not give you the spirit of humbleness and reverence of something higher than yourself. And you can sing it in a secular and you be shaking your behind in a club to it. Because it is the vibration that you feel. Words, incantation, prayer, praise, all of these things mean the same thing. Let's get awakened, you guys. I'm here to wake you up. Some of you have been sleeping. I have had the beautiful chance of being awoke since five years old. I remember when I woke up. I've told this story many times. No matter what my family call me, they will say that this story is true. I had an entity visiting my room every night until the age of seven. It started at five when something spoke to me in the dark. And when I asked its name, it said Dakadu. Now, I interpreted that and I do repeat that word. So I want you to understand this is an entity. So if you don't. Don't call on this name if you ain't ready to deal with it. See, I've dealt with it my whole life, so I know how to get rid of it. Okay? But it said its name was Dakota. Just like that. And it took me to the age of 27 to find out what that word meant. Something told me, go Google it. And that something is energy speaking to you. Research what you've been going through. So that you have a better understanding that you're not crazy. You're not these labels that doctors want to put on you. You have a gift that is very strong and there is some truth to what you're saying and it can be found if you just listen to this vibration, this energy guiding you. Go research it. I was 27 when I looked up the word Dakadu, which actually translated to Dukadu. It was Babylonian. And it meant occurrence. Then I looked it up and then it was Mesopotamian. And each time I looked up that name, it meant occurrence, but spoken differently in different languages. That entity followed me. And once I had an understanding of what it was, because that is an intelligent answer. It didn't give me its name. It gave me its purpose. But once you have a name, you know how to fight it. Let's get back into this. Jesus had these gifts. Did he not call out what we interpret as devils? Is it not from darkness in which comes light? If you swirl a bunch of crayons into black, does it not disappear? Scientists got it wrong recently. Black hole just showed some light. It can get out. So maybe the black hole isn't a hole after all. Maybe it's a dimensional space. Mm -hmm. And every now and then it spits something out. Now let's get back into this figure that they call Jesus. Who is actually Yeshua ben Yosef, born of the tribe of Joseph, 
And Benjamin is what that means. Yahshua is the name. You hear me? The fastest is, is what? Or Yahshua. Blue. Slowest. Red. So green light of the ancient and mystic order of Melchizedek or the Helwati order, as the Sufis call it, the order of Al-Khidir, the green light, is a combination of two lights. What are they? Yellow and and what three elements are represented in green, yellow, and blue? The earth, water, and fire. So when you see the green light and you meditate on the green light, you're only going for two of the elements of the four natural elements that all mystical schools identify with. They have four elements or four deities and four colors. Now what are the three primary, what's the main three colors that all other colors come from? Red, yellow, and blue. Green is not one of them. So green is a stage away from the original three colors. It's a journey. See, your problem is you're looking at yourself as traveling that way when you're actually traveling that way. You're going back towards the source. But they taught you that God is outside of you up there and they got us looking and traveling in the wrong direction. They got us going to look for God there. We're moving this direction and not this direction where God said he has placed his throne in your chest. You follow what I'm saying? They got to keep on pulling you away from the divine principle. And that's what we're talking about. That nine ether that I speak of. Let's explore that. What is nine ether? Because 666 in numerology is actually 999. Look it up. What is ether? Okay. Let's look that up. It's a different things. They say um, in literacy, the clear sky, the upper religions of air beyond the clouds, the heavens, the atmosphere, air, space, any organic compound with a structure similar to ether having an oxygen atom linking to an alkyl or in other organic groups. Methyl, tebanol, ether, things like that. Colorless, volatile liquid, it is also. Hmm, isn't that interesting? Now watch this. Nine ether. Through all levels of existence like oxygen in lungs, nine ether is a combination of all existing gases and thus nine, the highest number in mathematics. I thought they said ten in school. They made us count to ten. But nine is the highest number in mathematics. Look it up. That's what the sun is, nine ether. Mm-hmm. Let's get back into what he's speaking on. And those that don't know the voice of who I'm playing, that is Dr. Malachi Z. York, a.k.a. Baba Yananan, a.k.a. Master Yamasi. And before you go in saying, no, don't teach his teachings. You heard the stories. You see the things. I've done my research also. 
I know he spoke the truth and some things happened to him. That if you go read the case file for yourself and do the research for yourself, you'll find out. There's some things wrong with that case. A lot wrong with that case. And when someone recants a statement, that means they lied, right? Mm-hmm. Go look it up. Don't take my word for it. Let's get back into it. Deities appointed in rank. You had Murduk, who is the sun god of Babylon. And the same as Ra in ancient Egypt. The same as uh, Melchizedek or Melchizedek. The same as Nebi Khidr in Arabic, the green one. All the same being, a mortal man, right, who claims to have neither mother nor father. Something that you also learn in the ancient mysteries, be it Freemasonry, Shrinery, Knights of Columbus, you learn that you, that you are a widow's son, that you have no mother nor father, that you, are, you stand alone to be judged and built. All right. They, when initiated into orders, is when they say they appoint. Now, if you went into a Masonic Lodge, the Grand Master of the Lodge, he becomes known as the Supreme Grand Master. He becomes the God in the Lodge. He's sitting in the east of the Lodge, and above his head is the symbol of geometry, the G. The G, in actuality, in English, is nothing but a circle and a square. Circle, square. And that's the roots of all geometry, which is responsible for geo, or Gaia, or earth, or G, or key, or Anunnaki. So the grand master in the lodge who sits at, or sits on that central seat, the seat of God, has deacons on one side, and I don't want to go into too much, but there's beings in the lodge that sit to his right and his left, the same way Jesus would sit to the right and the left, or the cherubim sit on one side, and so on and so He becomes God of the lodge and he's controlling the whole planet he's deciding like a zodiac in which direction all these souls seeking life would go and they say they're traveling east but in actuality you cannot travel east without traveling west you can't go in any one direction at any one time there's no way you can travel due east without traveling due west because once you pass the point in which you decided was to east, you're on your journey around to west. So when you enter the lodge and you're traveling for the light to east, you're only getting to the G. So because the G is the mask of God that you then take down and you become a master. And if you're raised like a sun to the right point, you're sitting on that throne as God. Tamuk. Appointment of God in the Bible, or the appointment of Ra, or the appointment of Ray, are positions in the mystery order of Tehuti. Ray was a person. Ray withered. Ray aged. And this is why Asif or Isis was trying to get the master or the secret tone. They call it the word. In Christianity, they call the word the logos. And they was the word and the word was with God and the word was God the same was in the beginning with God all things were made by him it was not anything made was made without him in him was the life and the life was the light of man and the light shineth in the 
and the darkness comprehended it not. So the light was outside and went into the darkness that couldn't have been God. The light couldn't have been outside and go into darkness in the shell of a man and be God. Because there's not a place where God isn't. So there couldn't ever be a time when man is a shell where God is not. Because God is omni. So we must be talking about a force of light. And that force of light is referred to as your solar body. Or your soul. Your solar body is your soul. So that light, that energy, they feel your soul. Your soul's purpose walks in the room. Now, when your soul seeks purpose, there's nothing you won't do to fulfill what you're going to do. There are some that set limitations on themselves. I won't do that for that. But I will do this. Is that not a deal or a bargain in every way of life? Is it not? The key to survival is self first. Self-preservation. So if you have to do things for soul's purpose or your solar body, let's dove into that a a little bit more, okay? I let y'all know that I am a studier of numerology. In numerology, nine, um, this personality in a person, they are, they feel free and independent. They are proud and very autonomous. They transmit a different type of charisma, sympathy, love, mystery, and um, legality, and enjoy things well. Okay? Now, I've told people before this that I'm a three in numerology. Okay? It's divine. It stands for the planet Jupiter as well. A planet in which plays a part in the role of both astrology and systems of numerology. Jupiter builds, okay? In numerology, the meaning of three represents creative energy. That's why they say God is the trinity. That's the creation. It looks for the freedom of expression in all things, in all things. And threes are not able to find it sometimes, so they become depressed and dissatisfied with their life at times. That is very true. Very true. In spirituality, my three would be, check this out, because I'm a three in numerology. The spiritual meaning of three deals with magic, intuitions, uh, and advantage, expression, versatility, and pure joy of creativity, past, present, and future. Now, y'all know I don't believe in coincidence. So is it a coincidence that I'm born with intuitive gifts and spiritual gifts that line up with the fact that I'm born under a sign that stands for three? I'm a Pisces, by the way, March the 5th. Now, let's look up that. A five. Because I tell people I'm a fifth day. 
That's the master of change, able to go with the flow. Now, what is a Pisces? Two fish. It's adaptable because it's two swimming in different directions. Adapts itself in different environments, social situations. Happiest when things feel fresh and high energy and full of possibility. The moment of expression starts to feel like a routine or predictable. The person born of a five will move on to something different. Yes, we do not like the mundaneness of routine. That's why we are seekers. A lot of us are truth speakers. Some of the most powerful people in the world are Pisces. Look it up. But what is that light? Right? Let's explore that a little bit more. Okay. When you talk about spiritual meanings and and things like that, you have to do numbers. You have to get the numbers. How many people believe in this? How many people believe it's true? How many people prove it's true? Things like that. They have people in the Vatican does um, investigations on miracles. So obviously they've proven some to be false and they've proven some to be real in order for us to read about it. Here we go again, reading someone else's accounts and taking it as fact. Fact is backed up when you have something concrete in front of you that the eyes can see. You understand that? What does that mean? Truth. Truth means fact and fact means true. Look it up. told you words have meaning. So the spiritual numerology and which we depict as light, which is numbers of frequency that we're picking up with. It go in hertz, delta, beta waves. I listen to binaural beats. These are frequencies with numbers put together that affect the body. Don't believe me? Spiritual numerology is an astrology that depicts the numerological term of spiritual powers. Let me say that again. The terms of spiritual powers... So power does exist, right? Inheriting a power or a talent or a gift. These words mean the same. The potential of a person. Okay? Spiritual numerology can be described as spiritual numbers having its own number or meaning. And spirituality is a concept that defines trust or faith in a God. Look it up. Look it up. Mm. Okay. Even um, Catholicism talks about either ultimately rejection, the systematic divination associated with numerology, but they have historically, historically, Proving that to be a lie. The Catholic Church, and I'm not attacking the Catholic Church. I'm just, I'm giving you the facts that you can look up. They actually frown upon or reject the systematic divination associated with numerology. But they have proven that they will wait for certain times of the year, alignments of the stars. The numbers have to add up to know that they, you're counting. Are you not? In which an energy is about to happen. In which you can perform ritual. That vibration, you practice it every day. The moment you got up in the morning and you realized that you were still of this flesh on this earth, you told yourself what you was going to do today. It was in your head. 
you spoke the words and you did it. So a man thinketh, so is he, simply means you thought it, you spoke it out your mouth, and you did it. If so a man thinketh, so is he, is truth and fact in which 99% of the world will say yes. Whatever they believe spiritual is fact. Backed by other facts, proof of things truth okay then that means you are of this practice your craft is different that light that nine ether that attracts people to you is different okay everybody has a skill or gift everybody even when you're bad at everything that normancy puts you into you have a certain vibration about you. And people that stick to a loner energy, they feel that aloneness. It's because they can't match people's energy. That not fitting in feeling is you've come into a room where everybody has different vibrations. You're feeling the room. That's called feeling the room. That's that light, okay? You walk into the room. This type of person, this loner, can't connect to any of the energy that's in the room. None of the vibrations match his own. And typically when people that are loners date, they date a loner. They finally find someone who matches their energy. Someone that really doesn't want to be out and about. They like the coziness of being away from people. Some people are called hermits for that. Look it up. Don't take my word. But that light that you see when you encounter someone that you think is spiritual or holy or whatever you want to associate these terms that you're speaking on to a person, these conjurations, incantation, spell, same thing. Look it up. That light is actually a vibration. A vibration. And that vibration... It's hitting you a certain way. I talk about the feeling of walking into a room and the hair standing up on the back of your neck. Your body physiologically went through a change because something that you cannot see, hear, sometimes feel any of that. You can't see it with your natural eyes. So your body goes into alarm because of this. And your body reacts. And what we know is goosebumps. Hair standing up on the back of your neck. You get a startled feeling. My heart jumped. Because an energy hit you. That vibration hit you. And one of two things happen when these vibrations hit. Fight or flight when it's a bad one. When it's a good one, you don't want to leave. You want to stay connected with that energy. It's how people come into your life and they say they were meant for me. I hope you've enjoyed this show on the Goddess Hour. But please don't take my word for it. Go do your research. And I love you all. Let's grow. Wake up, people. It is time for the sleeping masses to wake up. I'm here to wake you up. Ashe, may you be blessed.